I would like to believe that after you say I do, you and your husband will sail off into the sunset and live happily ever after. Because you married your knight in shining armor and that your love will be all you need to get you through the tough times. But unfortunately, that is not the truth and you need to be prepared. We hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And I believe that my pain and frustration was experienced so that I could help you. I'm a very strong woman and I have a strong mindset when it comes to relationships and how to treat others. Today we are going to explore exactly what I did to get where I am. As always, remember that Art of Sia focuses in on three key ideas, seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness. Begin to tune into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. Let's get started. So as I prepared for this week, um, I decided that I wanted to narrow in on some very, very specific details of how to get what you want and how to get that successful marriage. Now, before we even get started, I want you to realize that in order to have a successful marriage, it's not that you are without conflict and without pain and without frustration. How we measure a successful marriage is to make sure that when those things come into your marriage, you and your husband do not lose intimacy. All right. That is the key to a successful marriage, not the lack of conflict, but that the conflict does not remove intimacy. Okay. So there are a few things that I want to dig into that I do believe are very, very important when it comes down to making sure that you're not losing that intimacy. And I don't just mean the sex, right? The sex is what is going to connect you together, but there's more to it than just that physical act. There's that emotion that comes behind it. And I think that as we women are raised and as we see other women in marriages, I think we tend to be taught that there's a certain way that you behave. And if you allow certain things, you're not being a strong woman. You're allowing your husband to run over you and you're being passive. And, and I want to lay out a couple of things that I, I challenge that idea. Because remember, we're trying not to lose intimacy. So sometimes you don't want your pride. You never want your pride to get into the way, I should actually say, okay? All right, so number one and foremost, we do not play games, ladies, when it comes to our husbands. It's immature. There are people who are involved in this and game playing is for children. We are not in this relationship to make him a mind reader or expect him to know exactly what it is that you want. And when you don't get it, you're going to circumvent different things or withhold things to get what you want and belittle and disrespect and kind of like, um, what is it called when you, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And you know, you know, you're not wanting to do something, but because he did such and such to you, you're going to turn around and do it to him. Or you're just not going to be upfront with your emotions or your feelings or your expectations. We do not play games when it comes to our husbands, ladies. That's what you do with your boyfriends or guys you're dating on the side, but not your husbands. Okay. Believe it or not, 
men have feelings too. It's not just you. Your husband has feelings. He might not express them the same way that you do. But believe you me, he has feelings. Okay? Respect that. He hurts also. When you all are having conflict and disagreements and dis-ease within your marriage, he is feeling it. He's just not showing you maybe in the way that you want him to show you or the way that you show him. It's a difference. But the feelings are still there. Along with that, because they also have feelings, sometimes it is okay not to start an argument. It is okay not to speak your mind. I gave an example a few episodes ago about would you do this to your boss at work if they upset you or to a coworker? No, you wouldn't because you wouldn't want to lose your job. Have that same grace when it comes to your husband. Don't start none. Won't be none. You also have to let him be a man. You wanted a man. You got a man. Let him be that in your marriage. It is okay to allow him to run your house. You're not weak. You're not being submissive because you are following his lead. Don't allow your friends and your family to emasculate him. You don't do it and don't allow anybody else to do it either. Stop talking and start listening. When you're talking, you're more concerned with expressing your viewpoint. You're trying to get people to see things your way. You have to explain yourself. You have to make sure that they see things the way that you see them. So you're going to keep talking Sometimes maybe even over talking them so that they can start to see things how you see them. Stop it. Be quiet. It's okay. Listen. This is a relationship. This is two people coming together. And if you're talking constantly, how are you hearing his side of the story? Or maybe that there might be something that you can do different if you would just stop and listen. Because believe you me, sweetie, you're not perfect. There are some things that you can do differently. But as you're talking, you're not ever going to be able to receive any of those things because you're not listening. I think that also goes to the point of just saying, like, I feel like, you know, if you're talking and you're trying to get your point across, you're trying to win an argument, maybe instead of trying to get down to the root cause of why you're actually having this discussion. Stop trying to win arguments. No one is winning an argument when it comes into a marriage. You guys need to get to a common ground on something. And it is okay to put your pride aside and listen to see maybe if you can get down to the root cause of what it is. Again, this is not being weak. It's not being submissive. It's understanding that there are always two sides to a story. There are always two sides to an argument. And in order to make sure that you're not losing intimacy, you've got to be able to relate to your husband's side. No matter how painful it might seem to you in that moment, it will prepare you for down the line when things start to get a little bit more intense. And and it does take a little more patience and understanding to understand where someone is coming from in order to get through those true trials and tribulations that could be facing you down the road. Stop requiring him to validate your feelings. 
They're your feelings. They're valid. Stop making excuses for them and stop requiring him to say it is okay for you to feel the way that you feel. I want you to be able to pick your battles wisely. This goes back, I guess, a little bit to trying to win your arguments and and being quiet and not always speaking. You don't have to argue about everything. Don't let your pride get in the way, okay? Just be quiet. There's some things that just aren't going to be resolved, okay? So just kind of a, a little personal thing here. My husband and I have this thing about saying things, okay? You know, you're talking and you're over talking each other, or maybe you're not even over talking, but, and I don't hear him. And I said, well, you didn't say that. Oh my goodness. That is the quickest way for us to get into an argument. It's for me to tell him that he didn't say something. Cause now he's like, yes, I did say it. No, you didn't say it. So now we're going back and forth. So I've learned it's not that he didn't say it. It's that I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. He could have said it. He might not have said, it. who knows? I didn't hear it. So to me, it's kind of saying the same thing, but it is a way that we can get past this little stumbling block on what it is that you said and what you did. You didn't say, I didn't hear it. Pick your battles. We're going to go all day because unfortunately no one has made that device yet that is just constantly recording you in your home so that you can play it back. Like there's a couple of commercials now that are out and my husband and I laugh at those commercials like crazy because we need that, that auto replay or that playback challenge feature. I think that's what it's called where you would go play the tape back. We need that. Pick your battles. Come on, y'all. Pick your battles wisely. Don't let that pride get in the way of something that is so silly. Sometimes just choosing your words a little bit differently can actually stop an argument from even manifesting. Okay? All right. Let's go ahead and take a wine break. Today I have a Miriam and it is a Riesling. I got this from my Naked Wines Club. And... As you know, Rieslings are whites, and this one is actually even marked as being um, on the drier side. This is the 2021 Alex Farber out of California, and the label reads, the very first wine I helped make as an intern in Napa was a dry Riesling. Being given the chance by angels to make it again, all on my own is a dream come true. Thank you for bringing me full circle on a wine that holds such a special place in my wine making career. You'll get flavors of honey crisp apple, pear, lemon zest, stone fruits, and so much more. Stone fruits. I don't know what that is, but I might have to research that and figure out what a stone fruit is. It is pretty dry for a Riesling. But again, that's some honey crisp. It's a little sweet as Rieslings typically are, at least for my palate, they are. But again, 2021 Riesling of California by Alex Farber. It's called the Miriam. Good, nice and fresh. And you know what I also need to mention? I opened this yesterday and 
I wasn't a, too much of a fan of it. Today it does seem to be a little smoother. I don't know, but I do tend to like it a little bit better. All right, let's go ahead and get back into it quickly as we decide, as I go ahead and try to wrap this up a little bit today. So right before the break, we were discussing a few specific things that I've incorporated into my marriage to help get through some of the difficult times or some of the conflicts that we face. Picking your battles wisely, I think that is very, very important. You're going to have conflict. You're two people who have come together. You're living under the same roof. You have different paths. You have different upbringings. You have been on a, a different path of life. And you're going to not see eye to eye all the time. It is not being weak to hold your tongue and to pick your battles. You're not trying to win arguments. Do not let your pride get in the way. Respect him. Let him be a man. And do not play games. Today I would like to close with a golden rule and one of the first rules of thumbs that I do when the time is tough. We're not talking about the everyday things. We're talking about some real true conflict where you're thinking about leaving. Many, many people are faced with this decision. And here is what I say to you when the conflict is so intense, you're actually thinking about walking out the door. Ask yourself, am I going to leave? Sit back and really think about what it looks like to leave your spouse and come up with an answer. If your answer is no, I am not going to leave. Start behaving in such a manner. Stop bringing up whatever conflict it was that got you to ask yourself that decision. He don't want to hear it. You wouldn't want to hear it if you were the one who had done one of the deal breakers. And now you're sorry for it and you want to move on. But And he says, yes, we're going to go ahead and stay married. And every three or four months, you're constantly bringing this back up. Forgive and let go. It does nobody any good. Trust me, he remembers what it is that he did. Stop bringing it up. Once you've made the decision to stay, you need to... And respect your marriage in the place that you want it to get to, not in the current situation that it is in. It's bad if you're thinking about leaving, right? But if you've chosen to stay, you've got to change your mindset so that you can get past this. Because if you stay in this place of dysfunction and pain and frustration and negativity, that is where you're going to stay. You can't get out of that. By thinking only of the negative thoughts and the hurtful words, you've got to let that go. And remember of time 
where it wasn't like this and focus on getting back to that space. No matter how difficult it might seem, it can return, especially if that's what you're working toward. Okay. Please remember that successful marriages are not without conflict. It is just in how you get over that conflict. That is what measures a successful marriage. Please don't compare your marriage to anybody else's. This is you and your husband. Do what works for you guys. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Um, If this was your first time, thank you. Please go out to socials and look for me at art.of.sia. That's S-I-A. Please go ahead and go to the website at www.artofsia.com if you're interested in any one-on-one coaching. I appreciate your support to all of my subscribers. And until next time, take care of each other.